Just let us get through this. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hello again. I'm Ash. <laughs> I'm Liz. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to Always the Last to Know, everybody. We have a very special episode coming at you this week. <laughs> very special. We have some uh <laughs> we have some guests with us. First and foremost, the person who is going to do the most leading through the podcast uh, this episode is... (laughs) 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 An old reference from the 90s. (laughs) Hey guys, it's me Gus. I'm Liz's boyfriend. Gus, you I feel like you could have just said it's me, Gus. You've been on here. Yeah, you've been on here. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, I just got to Welcome back, Gus. Welcome back. New listeners. New listeners. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, new listeners. Yes. And, uh, and here we have. Uh, my name is Dan. I belong to Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> this is my counterpart. We get married in eight months. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Woo! so excited and I just can't hide it. <laughs> All right, Dan. And next we have. Hey, it's me, Mike. I'm sure we <laughs> talked about. Um... You don't have to yell. Sorry. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's been with us before. I've, I have? Yeah, you gave us an introduction on who Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. I was drunk, yes. Yeah. I was. <laughs> It's cool. I forgot about that until you just said my Yeah, I literally forgot about that too. <laughs> it was already in my head. But anyway, so this is a great opening. Um, so we have our boys with us, and uh, this should be a fun, interesting episode. Gus was planned to be with us for this episode, but we just decided to add Mike and Dan. So here we go. Here we go. One more time. Oh, we don't have enough money. 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 Oh, shit, that's right. We can't pay for that. That was an original song that they wrote just now. No, you're making it worse. That's making it worse. That was not an original song. Very similar to a famous No, you're making it worse. Song. What if Next like a, thing you know, we have like FBI agents showing up at our house. <laughs> you stole from this artist. Yeah, they'll knock on the door and just be like, hey, we really like the podcast, but you can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Sorry. Everything. We will. Okay. All right. <laughs> That'll just be a twinkle in time. A twinkle. <laughs> twinkle in time. Oh goodness. Okay, the what are we talking about today? Take the lead. What are we talking about today, Gus? So today I will be taking you all on a little quick journey on some authentic black history, I guess. You know, deeper than just MLK or like Rosa Parks. I just want to give you all a little bit of insight what really happened you know back in those times and just you know just give y'all some some nuggets of knowledge that i picked up along the way nuggets of knowledge i love that that's amazing (laughs) Um, i like it lay all the nuggets on me very exciting because i mean our high school black history month education i would say was actually above and beyond what normal schools get 
Um, but I would say outside of that, my Black History Month education was not good. So I'm really excited about this. Dan has the question real quick. Yeah. Before we get started on this, he wants to know if we can compare everyone's experience with that in high school. Like, yeah. was it adequate? Because ours yeah. was definitely great. We went to a I don't private think, school. Yeah, I, know, I don't think mine was. I know what actually and Liz's was, but I don't yeah. know what your, so yeah, what was your, I don't think mine was. Dan says nay, it was not good. <laughs> well, in, okay, so I went to a high school in, you know, suburbia, New Jersey. Um, you know, the main makeup of the school was white, Asian, and Indian. Uh, and I say Asian, I mean like, you know, Chinese, Vietnamese, all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, when we did Black History Month, uh, oh, and by the way, there were a total of four Black people in my school over the course of my four years there. Jesus. Wow. Uh, Your town is white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, whenever we did Black History Month, it was, you know, we basically just went over each year, the same year, like the same stuff. MLK, Rosa Parks. Uh, one section I really liked that we only did here was we learned about Malcolm X, who I hadn't heard about at that point. Um, and, you know, we didn't really go into any of like stuff like the Black Panthers did with all the social programs they did. Like I learned out of, about that stuff outside of school. So in my school, it was really just kind of like, yeah, these are, they told us like, these are the people you need to know about. These are like the stories that like, affected stuff I was and then you know today I'm like oh yeah it affected stuff because those are the times when you know white people were forced to be involved yeah that's fair I mean our experience at our private boarding school was something I don't know if I truly appreciated at the time they would yeah. take us to plays they would kind of direct many weeks before February towards like school reading and then would take us to plays and tie it in and have people come and speak to us and there were like we went and saw the color purple on Broadway and that shit was incredible but after we read it and dissected it in class yeah and like it went beyond that so like there are for many reasons school I forgot I'm being recorded um <coughs> Ugh. but that was like an education that I'm super thankful for. But I still feel like even with that, I, a majority of my education is kind of like what you were saying. Here's the people you need to know. Here's like the top three highlights done and over with. And that's Agreed. How, that's like the thing. Like that's how it's taught with the curriculum. Like you don't really get educated on it. It's just like a literal repeat of what you did last year or what you know whatever the case may be because i remember i remember like strictly in public school only learning about mlk and rosa parks and it was every single year and i stopped going to public school in the at the end of the fifth grade and that that's all i remember and then when i went to my first boarding school for four years they didn't really talk about that at all and then I went to and it was like better, but still could have been better. Name. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 
I can, that's an easy one to fix. That's I got I got on a rant. I'm sorry. No, no. Well, it's with that's too many people. It doesn't feel like we're recording a podcast. This feels like we're yeah. having like a, <laughs> yeah, uh, like a real conversation. Friends. We're just well, chilling. <laughs> What was yours like? Rural Pennsylvania. Mike's right. also in his like early thirties, so he's a different. It's weird the way you said that. Mike's also disabled. Mike's also really <laughs> old, guys. He's turning thirty-four. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm practically an AARP group for millennials right Liz. now. Basically, like, why would you respond like that? I mean, when I when I turned <laughs> upper tier, like Stranger Things aspect, when I was a kid. Bicycle yeah. in the streets, no cell phone, just escaping the government left and right. Yeah. For the record, listeners, if you're that age, I don't think you're old. I just think my husband is old. Because I listen to NPR. Yes. Ash- <laughs> a- Ashley, Ashley's just pointing at me right now. Because he 30. turns he turns 31 this year. Yeah. How do you? I mean, that yeah, I, I turned I turned 30 the next morning. I woke up, my back hurt, my knees hurt. Oh. Now, recently, someone told me that they're, uh, you know, I like anime, and there was a someone who told me what their first anime was, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so old. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> when I was getting my last tattoo, someone also waiting for a tattoo said, I don't know who Nick Cannon is. <sighs> okay. Sacrilege. One time, the last year I was teaching at circus camp, a kid goes, I don't know who the Backstreet Boys were. No. I'm like getting in front. No. No. Take on your podcast, just. I literally dropped the microphone and left. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. That's crazy. Okay. I was only 25. I that was last year I worked. Really Went from topic. Black History to Backstreet Boys. I was gonna say I'm gonna work this back. And Mike, tell us about your experience in school. Uh, <laughs> if you would have asked me back then, I would have said it was average. But we uh, definitely talked a lot in college about our high school uh, interpretation of history and Black history. And I remember two movie, no, three movies in high school that we had to watch on VHS. One was roots one was glory and one was cry freedom but cry freedom was the one i remember the 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 most because it was denzel washington playing steve biko about the apartheid movie but here's the thing kevin klein is in the movie more than denzel washington it's this white guilt movie where they focus on this german family and at one point there's a hot air balloon and it was like the liberal yuppie version. I think it's Roger Ebert said that it was a liberal yuppie version of, uh, of like what this movie should be. And what so a lot, a lot of people talk about like Hollywood movies that deal with this kind of thing. And it's always some kind of like watered down white guilt thing, which is really, and the comedian in me loves kind of like the challenging aspect. <laughs> it was really, I just remember it being like almost a good movie. You're looking at me. I'm not at all surprised that we asked about his education and he started talking about movies. I was just... <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies real quick. In high school, that was how they tried to teach us. Was like, it was almost like they were like, you guys can't read. Just watch these movies. Oh my God, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, he's talking about... Pennsylvania. 
I just I just want to say the movie that I remember watching every February in high school was not any of those things. It was Remember the Titans. Thank that you. So good. You, I still haven't seen that, and Thank I don't. Yo, know. this came up again in the podcast. <laughs> Radio. Mike's never seen. Thank you, Dan. Ooh. Like, but but it's true. Every February in history class, I, I feel you. We would watch Remember the Titans. I mean, it's a fantastic. Movie. I mean, it's a fun movie, but but at the same time, I'm like, why are we not watching Glory? Why are we not watching anything that has to do with the actual civil rights movement? We didn't even watch Roots. No, we never on. watched Roots in school. Hold up. So, like, my only remembrance at our high school of history was watching this movie about slaves being on a ship amistad yes amistad Amistad because that was the movie where the slaves were put on trial and defended by oh god i can't remember if it was john adams or john quincy adams it was one of them but whoever it was, one of those atoms managed to prove that they were innocent because of the way they were treated. Hmm. Yes. And I feel like we wrapped up that question real good. So let's let Gus get to his teaching. Yeah. So, so quick, quick question, guys. Yeah. For our listeners as well. When I say the name Granville T. Woods, what does that, does that mean? What does that resonate for you? Nothing. And absolutely nothing. A question mark. Right. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. I'm saying, like, this is what I say when I say they're not teaching real Black history. Like, they're just giving you the bare minimum of what is needed to be scratched on the surface. So, Granville T. Woods was known as the Black Edison. Believe it or not. Did they invent him? Yes. Mike said it sounds like an inventor. That's my guy. That's my guy, Mike. So, yeah. Granville T. Woods, he was known as the Black Edison. He actually defeated Thomas Edison in the case over the multiplex telegraph to prove that he was the inventor and not Thomas Edison. Because as we know, Edison is an asshole. Thank you. Like, whether y'all believe this or not, a lot of things that were, like, invented or co-invented were actually by Black people, but they just didn't have the means or the causes to be able to put their names to these inventions. Because I'm sure patents cost a lot. This man, Alexander Granville, had 60 patents once he won all of his cases to prove that he was the inventor of all of them. shit. That's a lot of patents. 60. I feel like that's like a lot of patents for like that time back then. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of fucking (laughs) things. Thank you. So listen. Like, can you name a few? Listen, I'm going to tell you. So he invented the like the first electrical apparatus. With that being said, so he invented like the first thing that was able to like make you be able to come in contact or communication with other people in other places. And then he actually wound up selling this to GM. 
I mean, General Electric, sorry, General Electric. And that's how. It goes all the way to fucking AT&T. Yeah. So that's why I was going to say this, because I remember y'all had the episode in the past, and this is very vital. Not only did he do that, but he created the first, like, stream broiler that was able to make, like, the trains more efficient to travel and, like, distribute goods. Oh, shit. So, like, that's what I'm saying. But you would never know this because that this is not a requirement. No, because they're just once again making us memorize MLK's I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. year in a row. Mm-hmm. Why? Now, mind you, he started off working as an engineer for other people. And then he, like, he's, he grew up in Ohio. He's like, man, I've learned all this stuff. I have better ideas than what they have. And they're not letting me, like, present this to the people. So... He started his own company, created the electronic transmitter, which he was able to indu- like incorporate into the telephone, like you said, and that's what created like the phone system. So yeah. And he also created the trolley wheel, which is now the electric cars that they have in all the cities and towns. He created the wheels <laughs> for that. That is believable Yeah, so. Phones and wheels? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, oh. shit. That's all shit that I know about. That's but I never knew who who never who know. That. You would never oh, know. No. Some black guy named Granville T. Woods, responsible for sixty different patents, including those. Honestly, those other fifty-eight other patents could be complete. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> would it matter? Because but I bet you they're not. Own and the trial. <laughs> But they're probably incredible. So why do you think that he's not mentioned along? Like, I've never heard his name. Like, so, I don't think he's ever been mentioned along with Thomas Edison. Do you guys remember so that? Listen, I don't. Nope. I don't know if you've nope. watched that Dave Chappelle special. When he was yeah. talking about the, the Constitution being written, he was like, the only thing I remember is they were saying, hurry up, black man. Well, he didn't say black man. But he said, hurry up, guy, and finish up the Constitution. I'm tired. And this is the same concept. Like a lot of black people are responsible for things that they don't get included in or co-responsible. Huh. And they just don't and if, ooh, sorry. If we're if we're being honest, Liz, the reason for that is racism. Straight it's always been that. Just asking and, for our listeners. Sorry. I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm like, you gotta ask these questions. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's the same yeah, thing as like when you're the person who's writing history, you're not going to be like, yes, and then this person I think nothing of did this incredible thing, and I'm going to give them the credit. You're going to be like, oh, I did this because I owned them, and I, you know, like, I made this possible. Yeah. Guys, I just want to say, this might be a conspiracy, but I tried typing. It's Graham T. Bell Woods, right? The, uh, Nothing came up in Granville. Granville. Grand, okay, well, that explains it because I got T. Graham Brown Taco Bell. <laughs> so I, Are I, you I, trying to find his Wikipedia page? Dan no, I just spelled his name wrong. I'm an idiot. G-R-A-N-V-I-L-L-E. Granville Woods, got it. Yep. That was, and, oh, is he a conspiracy? Just misspelled his name. I thought you said Graham. Dan has a little anecdote. Uh, this just has to do with the fact about, um, you you know, the, the curriculum taught in schools 
being what it is in America. It's obviously from the perspective of white people. So at one point in school, I was assigned a paper to uh, write about colonialism. And I could pick any, any country making a colony out of another one. I am half Filipino. So I just was like, okay, I've read a bunch of the history books that my dad has. My dad's the white one. He, he just loves history. Um, so he married a Filipino woman. So he just got Filipino history books. But anyway. He's learning to speak Tagalog right now. But anyway, the uh, paper I chose to wrote was about how America colonized the Philippines after the Spanish-American War. I submitted my paper to the teacher and she told me, I won't grade this. This didn't happen. His own fucking heritage. Are you kidding me? So I, 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 I got really mad about this. So I went to the vice principal who I knew and I was like, yo, check this shit out. And he was just like, are you kidding me? So what he had, what he ended up doing was, I don't know if anything actually happened to the teacher tenure or whatever the fuck it is, but I got to submit the paper to another history teacher who graded it and I got an A plus. I was so mad because also in the history books, nothing, the history books that we had in school, nothing was ever mentioned about America having colonies. Never be one for a fact. I descend from a people who were colonized by the Americans who beat them in a war. Uh, the Filipinos beat the Americans in a war for their own independence. So, don't fuck with Filipinos. But, but, but America, symbol on my shit. It's Captain, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Captain, Captain America is okay. That shit down, like. <laughs> Captain America like, is like, against the racism. Like the Filipino war reenactment, and I'm playing the bad guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Captain America is what every American should be. You're not supposed to wear the American flag <laughs> on a shirt. Mike would never break flag. Nope, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was just a little just, anecdote like, I had about why like evil can evil shit. That was just a little anecdote about why history is taught the way it is yeah. in America. It's very fucking structured, bro. It's very structured. Yeah, definitely. And look at who we have in charge of our education right now. So Betsy DeVos. Yikes. Oh shit. That is political. <laughs> Hey, I don't like her. Now for our next guest, Betsy DeVos. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, welcome Betsy DeVos. <laughs> All right, back to Gus. Circling back, staying on topic. Y'all ready? I got another one for you. When yeah. Otis Boykin. Boykin, what does that resonate for you? Wait, can you say that again? Otis Boykin. Otis Boykin. Lloyd Campbell. Boykin, B-O-Y-K-I-N. Nothing. Isn't that the name of a company? So check this out. Otis Boykin, he was an engineer as well. He worked with resistors. So he has 26 patents. He's worked with precision with, like he invented the precision resistor. These resistors will later be used to help improve the communication, like the accuracy with telephones. I mean, with telephones. Not only that, once they realized that they worked perfect with televisions, they would be introduced to telephones. 
So while he's working on these resistors, everybody's like, you know, trying to compete in the market with him. He winds up creating his own resistors. He makes them at a more ch at a cheaper price so blacks can afford it, which, you know, they weren't even able to buy anything anyway. But he's like, I'm just going to make the cheapest and the most reliable thing that's on the market. He ends up doing this. He, he gets like his shit is so fucking precise. The U.S. military buys these precision receptors from him and wow. on missiles so they can do like heat seeking missiles. Yo, that's amazing. Crazy. What the fuck? What the fuck? So he's responsible for the precision on heat seeking missiles. Not only that, but this fucking precision receptors that he makes powers IBM computers. Holy shit. Wow. What the fuck, Gus? Like, why do we not? And why in all of our research and Katie's research for like the um, the merger episodes that we did about like AT&T and everything, why, like how is this a thing that has not come up? How is not, I did Thank so you. much research. and You did so much research. They'll never let so you know. That came up. So not only the last thing I'm gonna drop on you about fucking Otis Boykin, he's responsible for inventing the pacemaker, and ironically, he dies from heart failure. Oh, he what? The pacemaker, and then dies. <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of have to laugh at it. Like what? Oh yeah. If someone put that in a movie, I'd be like, no, take that out. That's fucking lazy. Lazy writing. Take it out. <laughs> lazy writing take it out wow. that's crazy that would be like wow. if the other guy that you talked about got hit by a train yes oh my God. right with his receptors he made them like pressure resistant and temperature resistant so that's how they were able to get on heat seeking missiles oh my god price on the market so the u.s military bought that shit up wow Crazy. That's crazy. Does do you know how much uh they like bought it for? I did I didn't get an exact figure. I, I kind of looked, but I didn't get an exact figure. It was just so deep in time. We're talking about yeah. like 1950. So it's like, you know, I'm sure they didn't give him much of what he deserved, but I'm yeah, sure paid at least, you know, something legit. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they probably like <laughs> they probably tried to give him like the lowest number possible. You know it. Well, this man yeah. made pacemaker. Like that's wow. still this day. That's incredible. It's crazy, but I, again, this is another person that you would never hear about ever. Wow. Make my heart beat fast. <laughs> <laughs> Drops more knowledge on us. <laughs> right. And then so it's so crazy because not only did he invent this shit, but he made it so everybody had access to it, making it the cheapest on the market. And that kind of forwards into today. Like when people are doing business with black people, they always, even black people to black people, they try to get like a discount or like whatever the case may be. And it's just like, if I'm already offering you a service or a product and I'm giving it to you at market value, 
you should have the respect to honor that price. Don't try to like lowball me on something that I've created. And that's what you see a lot today, like in this culture. Yeah, it is very prevalent. So just to say that he was doing it back then at that time and period, just lets you know, like he was that guy. <laughs> All right, so last thing I got for you is Garrett Morgan. What do you have for me, anyone? Nothing. You would have said was a Garrett Morris. That's the that's the first guy from SNL. Yes, but I am not talking about him. Yeah. Sorry, comedy nerd. Comedy. Nerd. <laughs> I love. Comedy nerd. Nerd. The last name yeah. Morgan just makes me think of J.P. Morgan, and that's it. So, you might be interested to hear this. Then, no relation at all, but. Okay, so he's responsible for the traffic systems, like the lights, the, the traffic works. What? Yeah. What the fuck? So the first. Traffic... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how, how? I'm sorry. He he's the one who's responsible for my well-being. Bro, Every if, day on the road. And we don't know about this? If you see a picture of this guy, you're like, it's no fucking way this guy is the guy. All right. So, all right, all right. Hey, hang on. Right the first traffic signal was created in London in 1868. With that being said, it only what? featured an arm that extended horizontally to signal stop. And a forty-five degree angle arm. Ah, caution. The old school movies where it's just like yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I got you. Garrett Morgan is responsible for the lights that you see sometimes that are sideways, and then there's some of them that are ah. vertical. He's responsible oh. for that T shape because he came oh. up with that design. Oh, oh okay. That's yes. great. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he's the one who gave us options when we're driving. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody guessed where he sold his patent to years later. Was it Edison? General Electric. Oh, my God. All right, AT&T. All the way to AT&T. It's crazy. It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back to AT&T. Everything goes back to AT&T. They're the top of the food chain. They're running the world and we don't even know it. <clears throat> Wait, do they own Viacom? Mm, Viacom a owns a lot of shit. Viacom owns a shit ton of shit, bro. But anyway, Garrett Morgan. Tell me more about him. He, create, he came up with it. Basically, what he was just saying is like to keep it simple, like people were trying to come up with two, like this one guy before him tried to come, he created a box, a cardboard box, where he drew lights on it and colored them in with crayon and tried to get like a lever to like go up and down, but it was just, it was a huge failure. He was like, oh, <laughs> he was a cop, you know, but he didn't, it didn't do much. So Garrett was like, man, I can, I have a design. Nobody wants to take me up on my offers. I'm just going to design it myself. And I'll just start, you know, putting it up. I'll put it up on here, put it up there, and people will start to follow. And sure enough, 
that's what happened. Yeah. Damn. So he was very yeah. generous and the true credit that a inventor might grasp when they conceived the brilliance of it was watered down when somebody else came and improved upon a design that he what do they call that when they put it up for general you know who does that uh space guy space guy elon musk yeah he does that he puts his ideas up for patent and he he does this for the betterment of society yeah but he's 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 a media guy he's a crazy media guy Yes, very crazy, but it's interesting when people do that because it defeats the purpose of grabbing the glory, right. which robs people of Space history. Right. Space Space I almost said it was a guy who always does Rick and Morty cameos. <laughs> Stuff. Montez. All right. So, Gus, can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. If you were in charge of how um, educating people on Black history would go, what would it look like? What would you have everyone do? Honestly, and this is this is just crazy because that you asked that because one of my friends, one of my good friends, he's the brother of Offset, who was in the Migos. What? Yes. We can quote this. He's in Amigos. He's his brother. He lives in Miami, Florida. He's a he's a teacher that travels America and teaches different like students, different classes, and everything. He's, he's also Ameri- he's also an author who's printed out his first book already. And it's very successful. He called me to ask me, can he use my name in his next book? And like he's the one who literally like educates me on like, man, like just don't scratch the surface on anything. So if I was able to do so and create a curriculum, his first book is called King Monty. Are you my teacher? we'll, We'll get into that a different time. But if I was able to teach curriculum, I would honestly start from like where I did and then work my way out. I wouldn't just be like, I would, I, like I said, I would list 10 people that you can't even start. Like MLK, Rose Park, like scratch the surface. You can't even start. Yeah. Dig deeper than that. And then we would start black history. I like that. Um, can we, can we say his name on here so that people can know about the book and everything? Michael Woodward. Ooh. The book's nice. name is King Monty, Are You My Teacher? And it's awesome. just about a young kid who's growing up, like, you know, with a lot of hardships. And he's just trying to figure out his way to get, you know, get through life. You can get it on Amazon. It's on I Amazon. love it. All right. We're going to get it. That was, that's a good plug. I really like I, that. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question for Gus. Uh, of, it could be of the three people you mentioned or someone else. And it's not the most inspiring, but who's the most interesting figure to you in Black history? What's the most interesting thing? Hmm. I honestly, and you're going to say this is crazy, but like who I refer to as my Black history person would be my grandmother. And that's my dad's mom. Oh, I love a- that. She has like 13 to 15 kids and like not all of them are like fathers like you know it's different 
but she like literally has a village that literally like she doesn't do anything. She just chills at the crib. They take care of her. Like, but she put in a lot of fucking hard work to get to where she yeah. is. That's my person. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a great person. role model. That's my person too. That's awesome. That's also my person. For real. Damn. Oh gosh. That was a great answer. And so, she loves Liz. Yeah. She so, loves hold on. Liz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I was told if she doesn't give you a hug when she first meets you, she doesn't like you. I Very didn't know true. this. Very true. Until after she hugged me. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Yo, what a satisfying feeling. You're in with grandma. You're in. You're in. Ooh. And she doesn't say anything. Like, she, she doesn't just, even like, talk. Every gathering, she just has a bottle and a chair. And she's just drinking. <laughs> I love it. She's just observing. She's observing. <laughs> she's observing. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely she's watching that. all the other shit, you know? She also yeah. earned it. Yeah, she yeah, earned it. Yeah. She earned it, bro. She just watching oh, yeah. people just have a good time, bro. It's crazy. I hope that one day I'll, I'll just be sitting in like a fucking Adirondack chair, just sipping <laughs> on whiskey while my grandkids run around. <laughs> Yeah, just serious. watching. What did I just do? I just made Liz and Gus crack up. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty years from now, Gabe is still gonna shoot me with Nerf guns. Yeah, <laughs> I would be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah, me too. Right, <laughs> little man, little man. Right, is that what we call him on here? He said we can say his name, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'll fight off the pedos. He's a he's a very intelligent six year old. So I don't think they I don't think pedos can attack via podcast though. That's why I yeah. feel. Like. I don't well, just they... my last name is linked to it, and him and I have last name. Oh. You know. <laughs> yeah, it'll Sorry. be okay. He said he consented. That's that's his dad, and he said it was okay. Guys, I, I have a confession okay. here. I um I'm just catching up to the podcast now. <laughs> Mike just started listening. Katie very much pointed out that I have a 40-minute commute to work and that I've had this 40-minute commute to work since the podcast inception mm -hmm. 15 episodes ago. I it's like 20 now. 40. I know, I know. I'm calling myself out. Yeah, up. yeah well, also, the guy I'm sitting next to me I'm about to, to get called back. He hasn't listened that year, so. I'm not. But the thing is, I don't have to. I don't have to catch up and listen because I always get to listen to it live. Yeah, exactly. I wear headphones. I was like, "Damn, you!" I wear headphones, so he can't hear you guys. Can I? But I can hear you, and I can infer pretty much. Wait, Dan, I have to thank you because let it be known on many of those episodes, I am right behind. That's true. Here you go, Mike. Yo, you see me. Cameo, that's a podcast high five. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys get to hang out in the room with them? Yeah. You yes. might. She edits out but my But you're podcast. watching stuff. You're watching no, stuff. Gus does not. He is lying his ass <laughs> off. He is, yeah, he's usually not there most of the time. <laughs> okay. I was under the impression that I was shunned. You're not shunned. Okay. For the sake of like our listeners. I'm shunned, man. I'm shunned. What'd you say? Wait. Pause. Everybody take a pause. What did Katie say? For the sake of our listeners, this has to stop. <laughs> no one gives no, a We knew that this would be derailed at some point. 
Gus, is there anything else that you want to teach us? That's all I got for you tonight. That's all we got. All right. So this is the first episode that we're going to record today. And uh, thank you for our guests for joining Thanks us. For having Gus, me again. We should. Gus, thank you for all of that wonderful information. And yeah, everyone, awesome. you, thank you for joining yeah. us. Always. Everyone, everyone listening should take a look into those people. Read their Wikipedia pages. Dan just pulled up one of them. He pulled up Granville's and like, it's super easy to educate yourself this day and age. So do it. Do, it should. do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Be weak as All right, fuck. Uh, follow us on <laughs> follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Reach out to us if you have any questions or anything. And uh, thanks for listening. Love Good night. Guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Good night. Good night.